Tonight we're going to be talking about the fourth kingdom of Daniel 7. And I'm excited how this came together. And I think this will give you some insight into what's going on right now. Daniel was given a prophetic vision about the end times. In this vision, God shows Daniel a timeline of events of the four kingdoms that will have power on the earth. These kingdoms in varying degrees are completely godless and bring about an increased level of evil that is more evil than the kingdom that came before it. The evil grows in greater strength and intensity with each passing kingdom until we reach the fourth kingdom. And I believe what God is going to show us tonight is the preparation for the fourth kingdom has begun and has actually started. Daniel notes that there is something exceedingly dreadful about this last kingdom. Now we're going to see here that God does something unique with Daniel's vision. He incorporates what the evil is doing, but then God also tells us what the saints will be doing. So you're going to have good things going on with bad things at the same time. And if you remember all of the prophecies that God has been saying we're going to have revival in the midst of destruction. So this is what you know is written out in the word of God. This fourth kingdom comes on the scene before Jesus returns to the earth. So this is a major transition period. Um, we've come out of the 40-year dispensation of us being John the Baptist's, where we are preparing the way for Jesus to return. And now we're entering to, into this next dispensation where Jesus is about to return. I'm not saying he's returning tomorrow. I'm not saying he's returning next week. But this is a period of time where everything is lining itself up so that Jesus can return. Let's look at Daniel chapter 7, verses 15 to 22. <clears throat> I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit within my body, and the visions of my head troubled me. I came near to one of those who stood by and asked him the truth of all of this. So he told me and made known to me the interpretation of these things. Those great beasts, which are four, are four kings which arise out of the earth. But the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. So again, he's talking about a bad thing and a good thing happening at the same time. Verse 19, Then I wished to know the truth about the fourth beast, which was different from all the others, exceedingly dreadful with its teeth of iron and its nails of bronze, which devoured broken pieces and trampled the residue with its feet. And then and the ten horns that were on its head and the other horn which came up, before which three fell, namely that horn which had eyes and a mouth, which spoke pompous words, whose appearance was greater than his fellows. Verse 21, I was watching, and the same horn was making war against the saints. I want you to remember this, because we're going to pick this back up. The same horn was making war against the saints, and prevailing against them. Until the Ancient of Days came, and a judgment 
was made in favor of the saints of the Most High. And the time came for the saints to possess the kingdom. So that word judgment, everybody's doing things on the courtroom. You know, there's a court case in heaven that God is, is pending. And right now it seems like the devil's winning. But God has the court case in heaven that's pending for us. And the, the tables are going to be turned. So please hold on. And for those of you who are hold, holding on, continue to hold on. Because we have already been assured and promised the victory. So as we read this. We see God is telling Daniel again, both the good and the bad. Did you notice that Daniel is having a conversation with an angel who is explaining to him what is going on in this vision? I want to encourage you, and I don't necessarily mean challenge, but I want you to be more open to the holy angels of God that he's placed around about us. We are living in the last days. And Joel said that we were going to see visions and have dreams. And I believe that God is going to place angels around about us to start telling us things. Not that we're bypassing the Holy Spirit or God's voice. But sometimes God needs to do something different to get your attention to speak to you differently. And as a body of believers, we need to be open to whatever way God speaks to us. Sometimes we're looking for God to speak through that still small voice and he may be wanting to send an angel to you. But if you're not open to that, you're not going to receive. And then the first thing you're going to say is, well, God's not talking to me. He's left me. He's abandoned me. Don't put God in a box. Be willing for him to do whatever it is that he wants to do. What is going on in this vision? Verse 16 of Daniel 7. I came near to one of those who stood by and asked him the truth of all of this. So he told me and made known to me the interpretation of these things. We have not because we ask not. Sometimes we're looking at situations that are around about us and we, we just wonder in our heart or in our minds. But we need to start taking a, a, a stance and saying, okay, God, show me what's going on here. Cause this to make sense to me so that and I can encourage and uplift the body of Christ. In the midst of this, God tells Daniel that the saints shall receive the kingdom and possess it forever and ever. Now, here's a truth that, that you just have to settle down within your spirit. We are going to see a lot of dark things. Evil things. That will be taking place. But we must remember that God told us when all is said and done, we are going to possess the kingdom. And we have to keep that at the, the forefront of our mind at the same time. But we also have to be sober and village, vigilant at the same time so that we're doing the things that God is calling us forth to do. Verse 21 of Daniel 7 parallels another verse that God showed us in Revelations 12. Daniel 7, 12. I was watching and the same horn was making war against the saints and prevailing against them. Look at Revelations 12, 7 to 12. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his archangels, Michael and his angels fought with the dragon 
and the dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our God day and night, has been cast down. Verse 11, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. Think about that. Verse 12, Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. So if you put Daniel 7.12 together with Revelations 12, we can see why the enemy has such a great intensity out right now to try to destroy the children of God. One, he knows he's got a short time. Two, God has given him an ability to prevail for a season over us. So he's going to try to take as much advantage of that time and this season that God has prepared for him so that he can try to accomplish his works. We already know he's lost, but he's still not going to stop him from trying. And sometimes, isn't that frustrating when you know that you've already won, but you have to walk through this part of the battle? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's super frustrating because it's like, man, why do I have to go through this? I already know what's what's going to happen. I already know what's going to be in the end. But the devil just has to see and be shown by God. He has no power. He has no strength. He has nothing above our God. And as long as we remember that when we're going through these trials, and it's hard. I'm I'm not going to lie to you. It's it's hard when you're being bombarded on the left and on the right. Your mind's being um, trampled over. I was telling Catherine the other day, it's super hard to pray right now. It's super hard to pray. I start praying, and my mind starts scrambling. And I'm like, what in the world is going on here? This is how intense the battle is. If it's intense for us who've been in the Lord and served the Lord, how are the new people doing? How are the people who don't have God? What are they going through? It's no wonder there's a bunch of suicides going on right now, anxiety and depression and, and uh, panic attacks that are happening to people. And more and more people are experiencing this because it's in the atmosphere above us. And, you know, this reminds me that we can't stay on this first heaven or the second heaven. We have to constantly be in the third heavens so that we're above these things and even as we're, we're surrendering ourselves to God, we're still going to have battles. You're, you're still going to have to press through and push through and fight in order to achieve that thing that God has for you. But we have the victory. We have been in a war with the devil and his angels. And God, for a season, is allowing this. We are never outside of the watchful eye of God. There is a reason for this season that God is allowing. 
We must hold our ground until God turns the tide in our favor. It is written that these things must come to pass. I believe all of the things that we're seeing right now is the beginning of this fourth kingdom being built around the world. Let's look at Daniel chapter 7, verses 23 to 27. Thus he said, The fourth beast shall be a fourth kingdom on earth, which shall be different from all other kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, trample it, and break it in pieces. The ten horns are ten kings, who shall arise from this kingdom, and another shall arise after them. He shall be different from the first ones, and shall subdue three kings. He shall speak, speak pompous words against the Most High, shall persecute the saints of the Most High, and shall intend to change times and law. Then the saints shall be given into his hand for a time, and times, and half a time. But the court shall be seated. Here we go with the courtroom again. And they shall take away his dominion to consume and destroy it forever. Then the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people, given to us, the saints of the most high God. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and all dominions shall serve and obey him. This is exciting. And again, you can see how Daniel, he talks about the bad stuff that's happening. And he also talks about how God is going to turn around. And he interweaves these things. And in your Bible reading, in your Bible study, it's, it's important that you place, you don't just read one passage and not tie them together. You should be looking for the ties to bring them together because it makes the scriptures come alive and you get to see how God is really, in one different passage of scripture, he's saying something, but he's given more detail in another passage of scripture, which, how many would have got that God has given the enemy a, a season to prevail if they, if they only read Revelations? And how many people would have understand that God cast him down to heaven and it was like, woe unto us, if they only read the part of Daniel? But putting those two things together, you get a complete picture of what God is doing and how he's bringing us victory. Now, the Antichrist spirit is at work in the earth today. If you look at some of the things that the leaders in the Islamic religion want to do, they want to change the calendar and have us honor the Sabbath on Friday. They want to change the laws that we have around the world into Sharia law, the Islamic law. So they fit this pattern of what Daniel is talking about. This fourth kingdom that Daniel saw was said to be the worst of the four. When you look at this division that Daniel has seen, the language that is used is descriptive of the amount of destruction that is going to take place because of this fourth kingdom. Two things shall devour the whole earth. If you look at things that are going on with the Antichrist spirit, it's not only hitting the United States, but it's hitting countries around the world. You have uh, Kim Jong-un in North Korea. He's doing the same things that Vladimir Putin is doing in Russia. 
And all of these people are tied together and being controlled by the spirit. And they're, they're, they're being controlled by demons. They're being controlled by the devil. But it's a part of having this fourth kingdom being built and established in the earth. Who would have ever thought that we would have a disease, a pandemic, that would control the entire world? And everybody in the world is saying the same thing. Everybody in the world is saying, this is, this is so terrible. And the death rates are terrible. And this is, you know, we have to fight this as a, as a collective. You know, the United States just can't fight this. China has to fight this. And India has to fight this. In different regions around the world. So this is getting the world ready. It's getting the world uh, focused on being able to, quote unquote, work together which is a setup for this end time kingdom, a setup for the world, one world government. And it's easy. Everybody's flowing right into it. No, no thoughts. Even people in the United States. Oh, well, we, you know, we want to join everybody else and do what they're doing because we don't want to be apart and separate. We don't want to look like the bad guys when things are going wrong. This is a completely different mindset than 10, 15, 20 years ago because it would have never occurred. The United States would have been like, okay, we're praying for you and that's the end of it. But now it's here. It's here. Shall devour the whole earth, shall trample it and break it in pieces. These acts for Satan line up with six and seven of the seals in Revelation. I believe that some of the seals have started and are in motion right now as we speak. Let's look at Revelations chapter 6. We're going to talk about the first seal, which is called the conqueror. Starting in verse 1. Now I saw when the lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a voice like thunder, Come and see. And I looked and beheld a white horse. He who sat on it had a bow and a crown and was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. What is happening around the world? The Islamic religion has end-time prophecy as well. They believe that their Messiah is going to return to the earth riding a white horse. Here's some background. The Muslim Messiah, al-Mahdi, the guided one, Shia Muslims refer to him as al-Mahdi al-Muntadahar, the awaited one. Al-Mahdi, the Muslim Messiah, will restore the caliphate and the purity of the Islamic faith so that Islam becomes the standard for all nations, making a just world without oppression. He will be a descendant of Muhammad and of the descendants of Fatima, when he returns, he will become the final caliph, acting as vice-regent for Allah on earth, and will lead a revolution to establish a new Islamic world order. This will include multiple military campaigns, jihad, including the invasion of many non-Muslim countries. The white flag, al-Liwa, is the flag of the Islamic State and of the leader of the Muslim army. The black flag at Ar Raya is the flag of jihad and is carried into battle. 
When an army bearing black flags comes from the east, from the area of Khorasan in Iran, or from Central Asia, then the appearance of the Mahdi is imminent. When he appears riding on a white horse, literally or symbolic, symbolically, Muslims see the Mahdi as fulfilling the description of the rider on the white horse in Revelation 6. He will lead the army to conquer Israel. Jerusalem will then be the location of the caliphate and the center of the Islamic rule. Every Islamic leader has a white horse because they want to be this Mahdi. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. <laughs> and I was looking online today and Kim Jong-un has a white horse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this conquering thing that's going on out there is demonic and they're trying to overtake the whole world. We, we already won. They believe that they're going to be the Islamic Messiah. There are other world leaders who have white horses trying to fulfill this conqueror role. The second seal, conflict on the earth. This is uh, Revelation 6, verse 3. Make sure I got that right. Yeah, Revelation 6, verse 3 and 4. When he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, Come and see. Another horse, fiery red, went out, and it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth, and that people should kill one another, and there was given to him a great sword. Is there any question about this one? If we just deal with COVID-19, that has created conflict between the nations, or the Afghanistan crisis has created conflict between the nations, everyone is affected by the conflicts between the Palestinians and the Jews. Now, here's a news clipping. U.S. warns China to cease its coercion after sending a record 52 aircraft into Taiwan's airspace in largest mission ever. Beijing hits back and tells Washington to stop supporting separatist forces. So China is actively trying to take back Taiwan. Taiwan is one of our allies. And can you go to the one with the planes up under it? Yeah, thank you. If you can make that one a little bit bigger. There's 12 bombers two AWAC planes, 34 J-16 fighter planes, and two SU-30 fighter planes, and there's, a, there's two more other planes that have been actively going through flying in Taiwan's airspace. I would say that that's some conflict that they're trying to get started. The third seal, Revelation 6, 5 through 6. When he opened the third seal, I heard the living, I heard the third living creature say, Come and see. So I looked and beheld a black horse, and he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius, 
and do not harm the oil and the wine. Now, we all know this, but do you really know this? All around the world, food prices have skyrocketed. It's not just the United States. Everywhere. So this seal, where the prices of everything is going up and going out of sorts, what is that preparing the world for? Some type of major famine. The entire world. Food shortages. FAO's food price index, which follows international prices of globally traded food commodities, averaged 127.4 points in August. It was up 3.9 points, 3.1% from July, and 31.5 points, 32.9% from the same period last year. This is how much the prices of food has risen just from last year. 32.9%. Do you know it? Do you see it? Do you see how small the packages have gotten? Yeah. Where's, where is that going to hit you at? Your long-term budget. How many people are realizing this? Grocery prices have been on an upward trend for the most of the year. And some experts say that this will continue for at least the next several years. We're going to continue to see price increases probably for the next two years or so, says Phil Limpert, an analyst and food trends expert, perhaps best known as a supermarket guru. A combination of global droughts, volatile weather, labor shortages, and supply chain distributions persisting from COVID, among others, have contributed to the rapid rise in food prices over the last year. Heading into fall, soaring food inflation shows no signs of abating and may worsen. This may cause socioeconomic turmoil in emerging market economies, mainly because people in those countries allocate more of their daily budgets to food. This isn't just tied to food, but all types of resources are out. Can you uh, blow that picture up? This is container ships that are docked off the port of Southern California. Tens of thousands of shipping containers are stuck off the coast of Southern California as the ports operate below capacity, combating a crushing shortage of workers, equipment, and time. Now, this is just California. This is happening at every port around the world. So the food and the supplies and the building materials are sitting on boats and they cannot get them off the boats into the, the ports to get truck drivers to deliver them to those sites. And we've recently heard that there's going to be more toilet paper shortages and things like that that are going on. I would say that this fits with the seal. I think this was the, yeah, the third seal, scarcity on the earth. This is a part of this fourth, uh, fourth kingdom. The fourth seal, widespread death on the earth. 
When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, Come and see. So I looked, and behold, a pale horse. In the name of him who sat on it was death, and Hades followed with him. And power was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill, with sword, with hunger, with death, and by the beasts of the earth. I found this yesterday. Look at the number of animal attacks. Sorry about that, Nancy. I should have had you blow that up earlier. Animals are starting to go wild in regular areas. They have no explanation for this, no reason for this. And you're going to see when the overhead comes up. This is prophesied thousands of years ago. If you can see that first one, it says otters are on the attack in this city. Anchorage Press has lifted its paywall on recent... Oh, sorry. I thought that was going to give details. A woman boy bitten in Anchorage, Alaska officials aren't sure why the rare attacks are taking place. The next one is the remains of a man attacked in hurricane floodwaters found inside alligator. Police have identified the remains inside the captured gator. The next one is he felt the polar bear's tooth on his eye. Elijah Karnick recalls terrifying attack in Nunavut, Canada. The last one here is child's evening frolic on Cape Cod Beach ends with coyote bite. Luckily, animal didn't have rabies. Child said to be recovering from non-life-threatening injuries. So when you go back and you read, this, this fourth seal, widespread death on the earth, this is just the animals. And we know of other things that are going on where death has taken place. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, Come and see. So I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and the name of him who sat on it was Death and Hades, followed with him. And power was given to them over a fourth of the earth, to kill with sword, with hunger, with death, and by beasts of the earth. The fifth seal... The cry of the martyrs, Revelation 6, 9 and 10. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? Then a white robe was given to each of them, and it was said to them that they should rest a little while longer until both the number of their fellow servants and their brethren who would be killed as they were was completed. Our most recent um, episode of this is Afghanistan, where people were supposed to be getting on planes and leaving the country, and our government said, no, you can't fly these planes out of there. And these people have to get off these planes. They made them get off the planes, go outside of the gate, 
And as soon as they went outside of the gate, they were slaughtered. Women and children. Martyrs. There's other areas where this is going on, but this is this is the most recent. It's the most the one that's most pressing in our minds right now to get us to understand this. The sixth seal, cosmic disturbances. I looked, and this is Revelation six twelve to sixteen. I looked when he opened the sixth seal, and behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became like blood. And the stars of the heaven fell to the earth as a fig tree drops its late figs when it is shaken by a mighty wind. Then the sky receded as a scroll when it is rolled up and every mountain and island was moved out of its place. And the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, every slave and every free man hid themselves in the caves and in the rocks of the mountains. And said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come, and who is able to stand? On September 19th of this year, the La Palma volcano went up, and it had multiple fissures with spouts. They believe that these uh, can cause tsunamis, that will affect the east coast of the United States. And recently on October the 4th, they had over 115 earthquakes in that same region of South La Palma. Something really scary is brewing in the earth. You can show the picture. If you see all of those little dots, those are the earthquakes that are in that area that have taken place. This is just one area. I'm told that there's 26 other active volcano sites that are spewing lava and ash into the air right now. Right now. This doesn't account for the hurricanes. There's still two hurricanes sitting out um, on the east coast. This doesn't account for there's tremors and earthquakes in different places. Um, the strange weather we've had, the tornadoes, all of these different things that are going on right now. These are signs of this fourth kingdom that the enemy is bringing to us. I want to close with Matthew chapter 24, verses 3 to 29. The signs of the times and the end of the age. Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives... The disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. Aren't we seeing that right now? Come follow me. Verse 6, And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginnings of sorrows. 
Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. Matthew 24 verse 15. Therefore when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet. Standing in the holy place. Whoever reads let him understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house. And let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. And pray that your flight may not be in the winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great tribulation, such as not been seen since the beginning of the world unto this time. No, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or there, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. Verse 26, therefore, if they say to you, look, he is in the desert, do not go out or look. He is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For wherever the carcass is, there the eagles will be gathered together. Verse 29, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of the heavens to the other. We are living in exciting times. And we have already won the victory. These things that we brought out tonight are so that you could understand. You can look and you can see what God is doing. And then when people come to you, you can explain to them, this was already written in his book. This was already told to us in the Bible. And these things have to happen. They have to take place. So there's no reason for you to be alarmed. Now it's time for you to come to Christ. Now it's time for you to come into the kingdom. So that you can go with us. When Jesus comes and calls us back in the air. There's a lot of work that has to be done right now. There's a lot of salvations and souls that have to be wrought. And... As God leads us, as he shows us in the spirit what we are to do, 
those harvests that he's been promising us are coming. Be excited about this. Don't be afraid. Don't be trembling in your boots. Just know that these things are happening and and they're befalling us for a reason. And that reason is God wants them to happen. And all of these things are showing the world how strong the devil is not. You, You have to remember that in your spirit man. Even when you're going through your toughest, worst battle, you have to remember that. They're showing the devil how strong he is not and how strong our God is. We're committed to excellence and truth as we conduct spiritual overwatch for your soul. We're committed to bringing the whole gospel to you. Simple truths, given with intellectual integrity, far better than Fox News and CNN combined. Please feel free to contact us with questions, comments, concerns at ChristopherRadiantFire.org. Like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Amazon, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and more. Until next time. That was your Overwatch, Einstein. You can thank him later.